Hi, I'm Louise Tryants from UK Recruiter, and in this show, I ask Chad Sowash the questions you want answered about artificial intelligence and recruitment. Hello, and we're live. Um, welcome to, oh, I don't know what this show's called, Chad and Louise. Um... <laughs> Chad and Louise. <laughs> That is just the lamest show title, Um, (laughs) but the show won't be. So welcome, everybody. Um, We are, this is the third, I think, in our series of chats. Uh, Chad, your chair is so much higher than mine. You look like your your chair, like a giant. I can't, that's better. Um, better? (laughs) Today, we are talking about where will AI for recruiting be in 2021, which is only two years' time. Um, If you're in the chat bar, say hello. If you want to come on screen, you are welcome to to do that if you want to ask questions. Where are you Um, from? I want to know where everybody's from. I see a bunch of people out there. Where? I'll I'll start it off. I'll start it off. Super job. Um, I'm obviously from England with my lovely accent. Um, so the format of this is I've got some questions I want to ask um, you, Chad. I'm hoping the audience has some too. Um, I reckon we'll we'll chat for half an hour, 45 minutes, see how, how long we get on for. Um, sure. So this is, this is about AI. Um, so let's ask the most obvious question. What is AI? Well, that's a... That's a damn hard question. Uh, but I mean, I, I think from from our standpoint and uh, everything that we see, there is no quote unquote definition for AI out there, which is why people are so frustrated. Um, you know, it, it is a chatbot. Is that what is AI? In 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 doing research and uh, being on a bunch of AI panels and and whatnot. Um, from my standpoint, it's it's important to understand. And, and, and I'm a simple guy, uh, so I like things to be simple. So I was able to find a great blog, which I which I can share with you, that breaks it down into three simple levels. Okay, number one, which is kind of you call they call it weak AI. It's narrowly focused, and it can do uh, it, it can pretty much do what a human can, but just in that area. So let's say for instance, like uh, IBM and deep blue beat Gary Kasparov at chess, right? right? But, but deep blue can't, it couldn't do anything better in any different area. Right? So narrowly focused chess, great. Everything else sucks. So very good. Um, and that's pretty much where we're at right now when it comes to, to AI per se, right? It's weak AI. Um, Strong AI, which is AI that can perform tasks pretty much at the level of human beings. Um, We're not there yet. So being able to do broad-based, not just narrow, but to be more broad-based and to be able to do things up to the level of human beings. It's going to take, I think, a a while, definitely past 2021 to get there. Uh, And then last but not least, super AI which beats humans in every single aspect of what we do today, whether it's automation uh, and algorithms that actually run that automation and or uh, just algorithms that can outthink us to be able to do. Again, we see it today in accounting programs, 
in in uh, attorney. What is it? The, the the law platforms that are out there today that are incredibly cheap. Uh, so you don't need an attorney. So they're out there and it's easy, but there's automation that's applied along with some very weak AI. So an example of super AI might be if we replace surgeons, hospital surgeons with robots. Would that be super AI where they could- That's Yeah, I, I, that's still narrowly focused though, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is still, I mean, we're talking about at that point, strong AI to an extent, right? It's narrowly focused, but I mean, it's at the point of being better than humans. Yeah. Uh, so that's not super AI, super AI being able to do more than just one aspect. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean that the different levels and again, trying to break it down into, into three, uh, I'm sure wasn't the easiest thing in the world because there's going to be so many different transition points for yeah. algorithms, AI, and obviously how fast technology is moving. Okay. But, but for where we are now, the chess example is great because we all get that. So it's yeah. a computer who can beat somebody at chess. That's and where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I think lots of recruiters are probably talking about. Something they can do as well as they can do yeah. in a very niche area. Yeah. Okay. So what's the difference between or, or what part of AI is machine learning, systems intelligence, and... I don't know, automation. Automation, yeah. So as you as you go from those different levels, weak to strong to super, uh, those become integrated. Okay, so automation uh, is much in parallel uh, algorithms that are running that automation, right? So if you take, let's say, for instance, like Pepsi is spending billions of dollars, billions to be able to replace humans, really, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. in their Pepsi, Pepsi plants. Um, Amazon is, they've replaced, uh, I don't know how many warehouse workers uh, with automation, but that automation is in tune with algorithms, right? And then they're, they're learning algorithms. Uh, and then you start to get into the deep learning which is pushing it even further toward the super AI conversation. So yeah, I love what you're talking about, but if you take a look at just the, the three levels, weak, super, and strong, it's about taking all of the automation and all the different uh, deep learning and whatnot that you're talking about and that transitioning together, all of it from weak to super to strong and just becoming uh, much faster and stronger. So is machine learning and systems intelligence the same thing? What's that? Is machine learning and systems intelligence the same thing? Yeah, I I don't know. I think there are probably some some different nuances between the two. Uh, but I definitely machine learning is all the rage right now, especially when you take a look at uh, Google and TensorFlow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to dig a little bit deeper into that. But I, I'm not 100 percent sure. And here's the big key is if they are different now, what we're going to see is them starting to cross over, really meld and merge together as we go from weak to super to, again, strong. Okay. It's all integrated systems. All right. Okay. So getting on to where AI, AI is now, uh, yeah. I'm doing a flipping crossword, and um, where we're going to get in 2021, uh -huh. are chatbots part of that? Am I, am I on a red herring with this chatbot thing? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, chatbots are definitely a part of that. I mean, this is all about engagement. 
Um, this is all about being able to have different aspects, as I'd said before. So the messaging piece is, is just a part of uh, the actual system itself. As the, as the system needs to gather more information, it needs a vehicle in which to do so. So therefore, text, um, Facebook Messenger, I mean, it, there, there's a, a, a number of ways, vehicles, that you would have to be able to actually get there, right? Yeah. So that is just part of a fully integrated system. Okay, because um, I was listening to you all to share the, the links to this, but you were at an event, what, a fortnight ago, a month ago, where you were talking yeah. about um, AI and the future of AI and recruitment. And they were yeah. talking about chatbots. And, and the thing which really surprised me is, and they were saying they are, they're, they're hideous, nobody likes them, they're uncool. Um, and I was at an event last week where someone said basically they're just shit. But I think they're brilliant. Am I am I alone in thinking that? Yeah, I think I, I think the reason why people are saying things are shit is because we're setting expectations way too high in some cases. Uh, I just had a a great uh, conversation with the CEO of Canvas, uh, who was part of that big roll up with Jobvite. Yeah, uh, and we just launched that today. An interview on ChadCheese.com. And, you know, one of the things that I love about Amon, the CEO and their company, is they set expectations to be able to beat expectations, right? There are companies that are out there now that are talking about, you know, super AI and end-to-end -end and all these different things. And I think, you know, there's a monicum of truth that is there, no question. But to be able to say that, you know, you can pretty much just sit back and allow, you know, the, the, the chatbot to take over is is going way too far is going way too far so i think you know as we and this has always been the case as we come out with really cool toys and tools and all that other fun stuff sales and marketing gets that shit and then they just set expectations way up here uh and then the next thing you know you know our our revenue expectations are trying to meet uh the sales expectations and or slash vaporware that uh, that we've put out there. So that's that's the thing that we have to be careful about. There are amazing companies that are out there doing amazing things uh, in the weak AI area. Uh, you know, so if if you if you agree and you don't have to with uh, the different levels, and and I just put the link down there, you can check out of of AI. Then you know, I can see a bunch of different companies who are at the weak AI narrowly focus can do better than a human being. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the big key is right now, um, how does that actually, how does that look moving forward? So I'm going to ask you in a minute for some of these companies, but if I just stay on the chat bot for a second, because sure. using a chat bot is you, you it's exactly what you say. You can't just say, I've got a chat bot. You have to feed it. And I wonder whether that's the same with lots of these things, which is that that surely the chatbot is, is only as useful as the information mm -hmm. you put in. So if candidates keep saying, keep asking the same questions and you mm -hmm. don't answer those questions, then the chatbot right now isn't going to go out and find the answer. It's not going to log on to Google Earth and work out where your biggest location <laughs> is based on the square meter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So is it that we're not, we've got this expectation that AI is going to do something for us and we're not going to be a part of that or that we're not? Well, in, in some of those cases, we're, we're very close to be able to index the information uh, and, and your geolocation or whatever it might be, right? So I think in some cases, we're very close to that. So that's, I don't think is way out there. Stephen puts it, you know, I think it is, is correct that most of the people who hate the word chatbot are actually companies who are shoved into that chat bot kind of, you know, uh, container. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, we are more than that. We are um, em employee uh, engagement. We are candidate engagement. We are brand user experience. I mean, that that's what they are. And when companies, uh, hiring companies, staffing companies, doesn't matter, when they say, I want a chat bot, the, the 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 first question is what do you, what is the what's the problem you're trying to solve and why do you think a chatbot is going to help you solve that in most cases they haven't even thought that that far which is one of the biggest issues that we have in our industry already is. is that we have layers of technology with shit for process yeah it's all it is. We need to blow up the process yeah. because it's 1990s, early 2000s process. Yeah. And we need to rebuild it with these different technologies. Um, and that's that's one of the things that I wanted to be able to talk to you about and, and obviously get some feedback from all the people who are on the line yeah. uh, is, you know, when we're looking at AI, you know, how will AI recruiting platforms actually impact sourcing and recruiting? That's that's the big key, right? Yeah. Whether it, it, from a weak AI standpoint, because we know we're not at strong or super, so we can just get past that. How will it actually impact? So from your standpoint, how have you seen or how have you, quote unquote, heard that AI is going to positively impact or maybe even negatively and take away recruiters' jobs and things like that. Yeah. Well, so so I won't keep going about chatbots, but just to answer that question about chatbots, is that if I was if I was a, a if I was hiring a recruiter hiring, and I was worried that I didn't have enough people to come back to candidates when they were asking me questions, that would be how yeah. I would use it. And that that surely is the starting point. You're absolutely right. Going out there and saying, "Oh, our competitors have got chatbots. Let's get a chatbot." Doesn't serve anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you need to have a chat bot that, that will flip over to a human. That's all there. I mean, so like uh, talk push is another platform. It's a, it's a chat bot platform on top of a CRM. Yeah. And that's one of the things is that they, they really push that you never, you'll never know when the transition happens. You don't have to between the actual chat bot to, to a human. So that experience isn't like all uh, edgy and nasty. No. So if you're looking to com if you're looking to improve communication with job seekers, then a chatbot mm -hmm. is a tool which could do that for you. That's yeah. 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 Even in employee engagement, yeah. employee, current employee engagement, those types of things, wherever you're seeing a problem. I mean, if you're having a problem with retention, uh, a chatbot could be a great way, maybe not a silver bullet, but it could be a great way to continue to instead of sending these long ass surveys, send a text and ask a question here and there, maybe once a week or something like that, and start to gauge your employee population and and try to get you know more more engagement from them as opposed to uh, getting ten percent of them to actually fill out a survey or having your managers mandate that everybody 
you know, put out, you know, uh, finish the survey, which is the dumbest fucking thing ever. You know, we want to know if you love our company. It's a mandate that you fill out the survey. You're, yeah. you're an idiot. No. Um, so other examples of where it works, I think, is um, so a technology which would replicate what your best recruiters do. So if, if technology could learn that Sally, who's the best recruiter we've ever had, does uh -huh. these things to find these candidates, which no one else is finding, and this is the way in which she engages with them through the entire right. process, then a, a bit of tech which could replicate the successes of Sally, uh, whilst also taking into account other industry and environmental variables, right. would, be a, would be a superb technology. And that is some so of the stuff which is coming around, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I think what we should do is dive. One of the things that I don't hear people talk about is they talk about the 30,000 foot view. Now I want to get into the trenches and I want to talk about some of these platforms that could prospectively be used to leverage and make a recruiter's life wonderful, hopefully, right? As we, as we get there. So after a wreck is posted, what happens? <laughs> Someone rings a bell. What's the first thing? The first thing, the first step that happens. It well, goes to the website. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then and then where else does it go? Job boards. Okay. And and generally in that case, you have what I like to call a, a dumb distribution, which is duration distribution, right? It's just we're gonna throw jobs out there and this is our distribution pattern. Yeah. Uh, and then there's programmatic. Okay. Yes. I believe programmatic is the next evolutionary step for all job sites. It's performance-based, not to mention many of these incredibly smart programmatic companies have been doing this for decades. Yeah, absolutely. Number one, they have data and they will smartly post your performance jobs, pay-per-click, pay-per-app, whatever it is, on the different job sites yeah. that make sense, number one. Number two, if you are a... If you're a recruiter, do you want to sit around and be a day trader and do bidding and buying on all these different sites or on a programmatic site? No, you don't want to do that shit, right? A platform can do that so much faster, so much easier, get the better price, get the job out there in the distribution network. And uh, it can also take a look from, a, from a, um, uh, an analytics standpoint to see which jobs from from a budgetary standpoint which jobs need more more dollars to be able to drive more candidates versus the ones that are doing well and they can kind of pull back on some of them so to be able to have a a recruiter or somebody like that sitting there and day trading it's just dumb so some of these these programmatic platforms i think i think are one of the better ways to be able to give recruiters back some of their time and that's much more strategic than your average recruiter would be is understanding mm -hmm. and actually understand that bigger picture so these are the 12 vacancies that we've got to work on now um but understanding that actually you the way in which they the importance to the organization is something a recruiter probably doesn't get but the bigger picture would say you might think this job is um, not that important, but this is the more crucial role that we work on. We invest more in, in, mm -hmm. in doing that. But that programmatic stuff has been around for such a long time. These yeah. job board conferences that you that we, you and I both know about, job boards, mm -hmm. 
it's still being pitched as a new thing well newish thing at some of these yeah, what, adoption what adoption sucks in our industry we are slow to adopt and i mean i and i could be wrong but i think you know over in the uk it's actually slower to adopt than it is here in the us and we're slow as hell as it is um i believe you know as we start to talk about these different technologies as they are infused into platforms and uh hr and talent acquisition they don't have to make these quote unquote decisions because the system's doing it for them then the adoption goes away there's no reason because it's automatic adoption no. Okay, we've got some chat in the sidebar I want to just bring in on. So um, Dominic said, okay. you, you said when you get the, the, the job spec, and he's saying, is that actually even the right point to start recruiting? And I guess if we were using AI properly, mm. we we would, you would know, you'd have an awful lot more information about when someone was about to leave. You'd understand why they were leaving. You'd already have a pool of a talent pool of people. It would be quite mm. a different process, but potentially in 2031, we would be hiring in quite a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I don't, I don't know if it's hiring in a different way as, as uh, instead of, taking a look at the platforms and the services that we have today and start to look at uh, industries like sales and marketing, where they are almost fully automated in some cases to be able to drive leads. When 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 you see inventory, yeah. uh, some of these inventory systems, it's the same thing if we take a look at individuals, right? And, and, and it is an inventory because they're asset. But the thing is, we also know that we need to nurture those individuals. So like a candidate ID, trying to nurture uh, candidates, but also taking that same methodology and nurturing your employees. Yeah. Um, so being able to do those types of things uh, with really relevant and, and meaningful content. But I think, you know, as, as John is asking here, any thoughts of the use of black box machine intelligence uh, services and, and, and ethics? I believe personally, um that black box uh as we saw with uh amazon when they shut their their biased algorithm down mm -hmm. um is going to be something that could prospectively be regulated uh something where a a company says we're using ai to go um hire engineers or salespeople or whatever it is uh the especially here in the US. I don't I don't uh, on the GDPR side of the house probably obviously true in, in, in Europe as well, um, is that you have to defend why you hired individuals. If you're a federal contractor, meaning you're an enterprise fortune 500 type fortune 1000 type of a company. Um, if you have a black box, how do you defend something you don't understand? Yeah. That is almost nearly impossible. And then you have companies who are receiving hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in contracts from the US government. I'm sure same thing happens uh, overseas. I mean, we just spend a shit ton of money here. Um, we have an enforcement agency that goes to ensure that you can defend why your uh, diversity sucks or what you're going to do to change that. And if you have a black box and you go, well, I can't tell you because my vendor won't allow me to crack into this back black box. Yeah. I think that's an, I think that's a huge issue. So I believe transparency and and definitely understanding how uh, 
you know, that individual actually was seen as quote unquote qualified mm -hmm. for the specific uh, position. That's the big key. And uh, we're seeing, we're seeing different companies do that. I know Uncommon has, uh, and I, we work with those guys are one of our sponsors. Um, they have a white box kind of like transparent scenario where you can see exactly what the algorithm is using to go against the uh, database they have of like 150 million candidates or something. So that's a big difference from a company that you say, Hey, I want to know how you're getting to this. And they're like, no, right. right? We can't show you the algorithm. I think that's going to be problematic. I, it, that's going to be something that they're going to have to navigate. And there, and there will be other ethical things because there are tools which you can use now, which will look at someone's um, what they're doing online and determine whether they are looking to make a move. We've already yeah. got those and whether organisations use it on their existing staff is an ethical yeah. issue because lots right. of people are looking to make a move at any point in time. And, and what do we do about it as the organisation who currently has an employee? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and again, we have to think about before they want to leave. We have to think about the nurturing process. We have to think about the purpose piece. We have to think about all of the, just the more holistically, we have to think more holistically than what we've been thinking, not just employment, but as a, as a corporation, because yeah. uh, in many cases, when these candidates come to a site, they could also prospectively be customers. And that could be a huge revenue loss, which negatively impacts the uh the uh um the company's bottom line and yeah. if you're impacting negatively sales don't tell me the coo and the cro and the ceo won't be knocking on your door right yeah. so i think as we start to think of this more holistically and how we um and we've always talked about talent acquisition and recruiting and staffing being at the big table mm -hmm. the reason why we we haven't been at the big table is because we don't demonstrate well we don't demonstrate well uh, how we positively can or cannot impact the bottom line. And I think that's one of the ways that we can go to the C-suite and say, hey, we need more budget to do better here. And we need more interaction with marketing and we need more interaction with, you know, IT and all these different areas, because if we don't, we are going to lose customers or lose prospective customers. Yeah. Those those are the things that CEOs care about. They say they care about people and all that other happy horse shit. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's about revenues. It's about keeping, you know, the board off their back and investors off their back. Yeah. No. Well it will it will give um HR and recruiting a much um like you say, a holistic approach. It will it will yeah. put us a much stronger part of the organisation. Um, I, I noticed that Dominic's mentioned. I, I was saying to Dominic in the chat about understanding the culture of the company, understanding the recruiting team, and, and Good and mm -hmm. are an example of a business which are um, using that data and I guess with artificial intelligence to help yeah. understand who you should hire. And so psychometrics. And those type of tools could become, I think, quite a, I mean, psychometrics have been around forever, but yeah. do you think they could become a bigger part of recruiting if you can actually show what we've had before, what's going to work? Yeah, you can. Uh, you can definitely do that. Uh, one of the other things that you have to really focus on as well is on the front end with the hiring managers and what they want and setting their expectations against the actual 
uh, standard operating procedures and or whatever HR is setting up for those requirements for that job. Because every hiring manager, they could be hiring for the same type of position, but this hiring manager likes these types of people and this hiring manager likes somebody entirely different. Um, so if you take a look at exactly what you're talking about um, and also on the front end with the hiring manager of bettering under, better understanding what they're looking at from a cultural standpoint, um, there could be a couple of different things that happen there. You might not have the right manager uh, from a purpose and a culture standpoint. You need to get them the hell out of the organization because they're screwing shit up. Mm. Um, and that's also impacting the type of individuals that you're bringing into the organization. So it's very important, I think, um, as recruiters start to get some of these tasks kind of pulled off their plate, which is awesome, because it's not going to take the recruiter's job. It's just going to um, it's going to evolve into something entirely different, which I think is exciting. Something more of, a, I think, a brand liaison, uh, somebody who really focuses on uh, helping the candidates at those different touch points instead of spending days sourcing. I mean, a, a computer today, this is another piece of AI that I think is weak AI um, that is progressively becoming much smarter than we are as human beings is sourcing. So if I can throw a wreck out, it hits my applicant tracking system database mm -hmm. because we have spent probably millions of dollars uh, accumulating this, this resume database in our, in our ATS, but we never use it. Um, then we need to bounce against that. We need to be able to use that AI to pull back qualified candidates using the requirements in the job against the actual, um, ex experience and history of those, of those profiles. Um, that saves us money right out of the gate because there could be an opportunity where we don't even have to post a damn job. Right. We have the candidates in our system. We, we hit them up to be able to apply for those jobs. And then if there is a gap, then we start to actually start sending individuals. Um, we start doing programmatic advertising. Yeah. Uh, then at that point, uh, when they do apply, we message them. So you're talking about chat bots, messaging, those types of things, and ask them a few questions to ensure that they do meet the requirements. They meet the requirements. Then guess what? You know, just to, to kind of double tap what they might have already done and then start to pull them into the scheduling process. We don't need a recruiter to sit around and schedule people all day. They can automatically do that, get it on their phone. Uh, people answer text messages, they answer messaging, they don't answer phone calls, uh, and then away you go, right? So there are some great ways that uh, recruiters can be there. So in that scenario, uh, an individual might have questions that a chat bot just can't answer, right? So then it flips over to the human being who would be one of those brand ambassadors uh, and they start, you know, having having the discussion on chat or, hey, would you like a call or a video call to kind of go through this? You have that human element and you can be more human because you're not sitting around looking at a database, trying to source and then trying to schedule people and doing all these tasks that are not really human centric. I think you've just answered the question of the show, which is where AI for recruiting will be, if not in 2021 at some point. Yeah, are we done? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but you have, you really answered that. So that is actually where we could be. But 
Yeah. What I made me think was that you're, I love the fact that what you're saying is it allows us to be more human, it allows us to in, still interact with candidates. But I, I think there could be a point where the recruiter isn't actually making a choice. So maybe the brand ambassador, maybe they're still getting the most out of the applicant, maybe they're still keeping them engaged in the process, but yeah. not potentially seeing a future where an individual does not choose whether this candidate gets the job or not. A machine says they do meet all this criteria, offer them the job. Well, I think the hiring manager at that point is the one who still makes the decision. The recruiter doesn't make the choice on the slate. But I mean, so... But does the hiring manager even, what I'm saying is, is it is it not possible that we yeah. are unable to get rid of our unconscious bias and the fact he went to the same school as me stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do agree. Yes, yes. I mean, it gets to that next point where if somebody meets the culture questions, they meet all the requirements, they have the background, all that stuff, right? Then yes, I mean, a hiring manager, to be quite frank, as a manager, I mean, I've built teams. If I had if I had an opportunity to have a system and a, a brand ambassador treat people great coming through, and then I get an email say, "Hey, you've got five new hires starting on Monday," uh, and then have our system continue to hit them so we don't go through the ghosting thing that I'm sure that you want to hit. Um, it's uh, it, that to me is awesome because I don't want to go through that shit. No. I, I don't. You know what I want go find it. I've got a job to do. And that job is taking care of my people. Yeah. As we bring in new people and you understand what I'm looking for, then I get a chance to what? Take care of my now new people, take care of my team. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. It can get there. It just, it won't be there by 2021. That's for sure. No. The other thing you touched on was when you, um, when the someone other than a human looks into an ATS, because like you say, recruiters never look in their own ATS. Yeah. wasted money wasted money um when they do that and they are reaching out to candidates the ability to phone screen we must be so close to robot phone screening working very effectively aren't we yeah oh yeah so another i'm gonna drop another name hone it is uh I is another one love 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 oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so nick and, and gang over there hone it's is awesome uh, to be able to take all of that data that they have. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's an awesome platform. And I think you're 100% correct. Being able to do those things in an integrated style is, is incredibly important from a voice, also texting, uh, video. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. We have to meet the candidate where they are. If they are on text, we meet them there. If they are on voice, we meet them there. If they're on video, we meet. it is their choice. We should yeah. stop trying to make the choice for them and say, we've got it all. Come to us and let, let's see what happens. Yeah. Now, I've got two questions. I can't decide whether to go for the death of the agency or ghosting. Which one do you fancy first? Uh, let's, you, you were really excited about ghosting, and I, I don't want to let you down. Yeah. I don't want to let you down, so... Okay, so when I listened to um, the the uh, show um, recording from the event you were at um, a few weeks ago, yeah. um, the, someone was talking about ghosting, um, which is where obviously where candidates don't show up either for interview or the first day on the job. Right. And what I right. find fascinating about this is what the, the guy was saying is you you're not going to use AI to stop ghosting, but you're going to know who the no shows are and you can act accordingly. 
And I yeah. think that's amazing. I mean, it, that, that's kind of, for me, really summed up something really superb about AI. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a deep learning piece that happens there that I'm not really sure that we're there yet. So it's one of those things where, you know, I think it's kind of like expectations wise. Yes, that's where we want to go. But I do have a great example of uh, Cielo, who you've, you've probably heard of. Uh, they have a platform um, that they use for high volume hiring. And uh, they can have somebody engaged. I mean, they've got a programmatic system. It's engaged. They have somebody engaged. And in seven minutes, under 10 minutes, they can have somebody applied and set up for an interview in seven minutes. Number one. Number two, what happens after that is the texting, the actual messaging, whatever they pick, Facebook Messenger or whatever it is, WhatsApp, they can at that point they will start to receive messages that keep them warm and there the the opportunity for ghosting within that system yeah. is gone down dramatically and it is ridiculous that's another we had a a, a podcast if you go to chad cheese um and look for adam godson um guy is uh smart as as smart as they come and from a high a high volume standpoint you know as well as i do ghosting is huge the drop off not just in like you'd said uh interview but showing up for the first day you have to have a system that tries to keep them engaged and excited about not just the interview but showing up to work the first day because when you have a tight labor market man it's competitive yeah no and um i i i, I totally agree I, I know that better engagement leads to less ghosting um mm -hmm. and i think that um I guess that in the in a gig economy, there are people who have be a better opportunity comes along, and if they're not massively engaged with you, they're going to take it. So all of these these tools can help to support that and to to tie these people into wanting to actually not let you down, but also knowing yeah. you're the right organisation for them. And there is a human part of that. I can't yeah. deny it, but there is yeah. also using the automation. Well, in many cases, I mean, the candidate doesn't care if it's a human or a system reaching out to them. They just want to know uh, that they're not going into a black hole. Yeah. Uh, if they do have that, like I said before, most of these systems, if a um, candidate or somebody you know, interviewee or what have you wants to actually talk to a human, connect with a human, whatever it is, it, it's generally something that uh, is already embedded into that system. Yeah. Do, do you think that in five years time we'll have candidates who will say i won't i just won't deal with the robot i'll only i'll only deal with the app. you know how you get people who say i won't deal with an agency are we going to get that i i i don't think i, I think at that point they won't even know just like right now yeah. they don't even know and, and and who cares if they know or not it's it's interesting that um some of these some of these platforms automatically start out and say, hi, I'm your whatever name bot, right? And okay, if you feel like that's a level of transparency that you want to go through, to be quite frank, I just want my answer, my question answered. Yeah. Um, so let's just, can I get my question answered? You know, I don't, I don't care what your name is or anything like that. No, uh, it's, it's really interesting because I feel the same way as you, but I've uh, nearly everybody I've spoken to about chatbots has said, the most important thing is to make it very clear that this isn't a human. And I and I think that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to answer the question. Yes. To yes. It, that's the experience. My expectation is I ask you a question, I get an answer. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I don't, I, I, I don't, I, it's like Google. Do, do I think that there's a human behind Google actually giving me the answer to my search? Hell no, I don't. I'm not that dumb. Right. So to think, yeah, to think that humans, no, that's not, no. But they used to be, didn't they? Tell me they did used to be. There was, there was one called Cha Cha. It was, it was funny that no, there was, seriously, there was, it was here in Indianapolis. And Amon Brar, who is now the CEO of Canvas, that was just acquired by Jobvite, he was the guy, he was part of that company. So, yeah, that's kind of a nice connection, right? Yeah, I like it. Um, so, Roy's in the chat bar saying um, automation, automation supporting humans do better. That's what we want. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, and machine intelligence to augment the recruitment process, not drive it from John, who has put some fabulous comments in the sidebar. Way to go, John. Yeah, fabulous. Um, and then, oh, Chris is saying, and this is an interesting one, actually. This is about okay. being obvious, maybe, that they're robots. But when a robot calls you today, do you hang up almost as a reflex? But is that not about the message they're calling with? I, I don't I, I don't answer phone calls at all unless I can see who's actually calling me. So if it's a number that doesn't say Louise, I'm not going to pick up the damn phone. So... Uh, I think I think if you do have somebody and it is a robot who's making the calls, depending on what the call is for, I know that um, over 10 years ago when um, Union Pacific, one of the, the railroad companies here in, in the United States, um, they actually started putting out um, uh, automated phone calls and they were very robotic. But what they started out with was, this is Union Pacific in a, in a robot voice. This is Union Pacific. We might have a job for you right out of the gate. If you get that, and again, recruiting is marketing. It is sales. It is like all these things wrapped up. If we don't focus on what's actually going to, to make somebody move on something with a message, whether it's a text message or a voice message, then we're not, we're, we're not doing our job in the first place. So no. My answer is, yeah, I don't think that's, I don't think it's a, a big deal. No, I, I did a show um, earlier today with um, Sparkstart, who do the video. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and um, what, what we're saying on that was that they're, they're fab for loads of reasons, but one is that you can get existing candidate, existing employees to share with their own network. And she said one of the most effective things that they can say is, watch this video from your, from your next manager, or this is a video from your next boss. So the idea yeah. that you're, that, that, so it's the messaging, isn't it? People are intrigued. Yeah. If you get a phone call saying, you could be working for us next week, you probably right. are going to listen to it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's messaging. I, I, I think vi video is great if it's bite-sized chunks, all those things. And, and no, Marco, we are not at super AI yet. So therefore it's not going to be able to mimic me and come up with all the wonderfully dumb things that I have to say to you. Uh, and that's one of the things that Joel and I talk about the podcast all the time is we think that AI is going to take a, a ton of different tasks away, not really jobs. In some cases it will take jobs like Pepsi spending billions of dollars. It's going to take those jobs. But uh, when you're talking about creative types of, uh, of work, um, yeah, it's going to be a very long time. I'm going to be dead, knock on wood, before uh, AI actually takes over a lot of these creative positions. I hope so. 
I make you a bit sad. Um, so on the, <laughs> if I was taken over by a robot. Um, so we're coming to 45 minutes. Um, there might be more questions in the sidebar, but my last question is the one which people hate me asking, which is about recruitment agencies, staffing. Yes. So I, I think that there is, I mean, I love recruitment agencies. It's my background. And I don't think I'll yeah. ever completely go. But I think there's a real risk here. Not that robots will take their, the jobs of recruitment agencies, but that mm -hmm. um, corporate firms will just be so much better at hiring themselves. So if, if, I was a, if I was a hiring manager for a corporate firm, I've got all these tools just coming to me all the time now, all these potential yeah. ways to not spend so much money hiring somebody. Surely yeah. I'm going to need to use agencies less. Possibly. Here's the thing, and, and, and this is the most important thing of all. In talent acquisition, right, the actual hiring companies themselves, it is their job to, to, to hire people, right? For staffing companies, for RPOs, it is their business. It's entirely different, right? So that's one of the reasons why uh, RPOs and staffing companies really adopt uh, different types of technologies and vendors and things like that so quickly is because they're looking for an opportunity to increase margin, uh, efficiency, margin, and prospectively knock out headcount, right? So I think that staffing agencies will actually be um, uh, more cost effective, which means they'll be able to charge less and actually make more money from a margin standpoint. Uh, so yeah, I don't think, I, I think because they adopt so quickly and they're so smart about it being their business and being their bottom line, it's an entirely different world than on the talent acquisition side of the house because it's, it's their job. They're not really in most cases experts at all the different layers of AI and technology and so on and so forth. They just want great people in their company where staffing, they want to get great people in incredibly quick because that's cash that is such a great answer i'm glad i asked the question <laughs> um, now i've got one more question which just okay follows on so perfectly and it's from, it's from roy if you could advise recruiters to do just one thing to get ai working best for them what would you say I, research learn don't just sit back and and expect the answer to come to you uh you have to understand I mean, just like we were talking about all these different things that you do every single day, the big question is, what can AI do for you so that you don't have to do the stupid shit, right? The, and again, I know sourcers in some cases, they're like, oh my God, I just love the source. That's great. But guess what? You are human. You're incredibly slow. And, and if you use some of these sourcing platforms, you can do it so much faster, faster, right? So instead of taking days, it could literally take you you minutes to find the right people, set up a slate, push it on. Same thing with scheduling, so on and so forth. So research, be smarter about what's going on because in closing, people, we cannot stop Moore's law. Technology is moving way too goddamn fast and we can't stop it. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to put a plug in here. I'll, I'll put it in the, in, in the, uh, my, a link in there. If you haven't picked up Peter Weddle's circa 2118 book, you, you gotta read it. I, I'm, it, it's pretty amazing because it actually talks about automation from today through what he's seeing 
will happen in a hundred years from now per se. Right. So check it out. I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, and put the link in here. Can't beat me. Done it. Damn it. Well, you were talking. It's difficult to, Oh, you were very quick. Yeah. Not too bad. Um, but yeah, I, I just, for everybody who's on the call, I, I think it's important instead of, um, kind of turning your nose up and saying, that's not real AI, you know, the question is ask that the questions like two or three layers further. What the hell is AI? What can it do? What should we look for? And when you're talking to vendors, ask them the same damn questions. How will your system, I don't care if you call it AI, I don't care if you call it blueberries and, and strawberries for God's sakes, what can it do for me? How can it make my life better? That's it. Okay. I like that. Um, we, we touched on some um, actual products during this call. So um, I'm going to put them all in the blog post I do about this. So I'll link to the ones we actually mentioned, which yep. is like Uncommon, Candidate ID, Pocket Recruiter. Yep. So and I'll if you want more, yeah. if you want more of me <laughs> and Joel. <laughs> and who wouldn't? Yeah. If you're not listening to chadcheese.com, I don't know what the hell is going on with you. Um, yeah. there you are. um, I think that's it. Yeah, that is it. it is. So I appreciate it guys. Louise, once again, it, it's always a pleasure. It was good. The, so the last show was what, I don't know, maybe three months ago. Maybe we'll try and do another one before the summer. Sure. I'd love to. Yeah, we'll take suggestions. Also coming to Wreckfest yeah, yeah. in July, just announced today. 11th just announced July. Today. What's that? It's the 11th of July, isn't it? Yep, in London. So if you're not going to Wreckfest, get your damn tickets. Um, we're, Joel and I are going to be blowing shit up. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I will see you there. I'll be there. Um, great. Well, thank you very much. If anyone wants to connect with either of us, we're both really easy to find online. Um, and if you've got any suggestions for a future show, let me know. But <laughs> Merch. I won't, I won't. No one sends me any merch. We need to sort I just got these. I'll, I'll make sure that I bring uh, bring one over for you in London. In super small. Um, so thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Um, and we will both be back soon. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you want to hear more from UK Recruiter and Recruiter Zone, go to the blog section on our website, ukrecruiter.co.uk.